We are back. Welcome everybody to Going for Two with Jack Taylor season seven, I believe. I think, um, think this is going to be a short season or no? Uh, I think I think we're going to stick this one out. I think I think this is going to be a full full season. So, yeah, welcome back everybody. My name is Jack Taylor. My name is Hunter Two. And as we've already said, this is Going for Two with Jack Taylor season seven, uh, baseball season number three for us. So. Um, yeah, we've we're had one, one season where on, we finished. We're, we're one for two on this. Yeah, we finished one season as national champions. We finished one season as last in the SEC. So tiebreaker. Some would coming, say we're coming, due. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would sure say that. So uh, yeah, man, it is good to be back. We were just talking before we before we started this. It's it's been it's been a while, and the last episode that we had wasn't very fun. So we're excited to have a. Um, a fun episode and uh, previewing the baseball season that's coming up uh, starting next weekend. Um, hoping to get you guys ready and just tell you guys what we expect and what you could expect uh, since our opinion matters so very much. But um, yeah, I actually have not started or haven't looked for any Friday morning motivation. Um, so Hunter? Oh, oh, you want me to do one or do you want me to do an AI one? Do an AI one. Okay. Um, do you want me to send it to you for you to read, or do you want me to read it? You can read it. You oh, is this going to be my thing this year? Uh, if I find one, I'll read it, but if it's an AI one from you, you got it. Okay. Throw in, throw in a wrench and Hunter's playing for the first time this season. Okay. Um, while I'm looking this up, will you talk about what we're going to talk about? Basically? Yeah, all right. So I've got a baseball preview lined up where we're going to talk predominantly just about Mississippi State and the season that we've got coming up. Uh, we're going to look back at last season um, and, th- and just – kind of dive into what needs to happen to make sure that this year doesn't look like that. Um, then I've got a few points on just college baseball as a whole. Some of them are hypotheticals, and some of them are just things that I expect to happen in college baseball this year. Um, going to touch on basketball a little bit since we're on kind of a hot streak, and then we're going to end with some Instagram questions as always. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited about the, the to definitely talk about Mississippi State. That's mainly what I've been focusing on, but uh, like I said, have a few things to talk about around the country. Yeah, what you got? Okay. <clears throat> uh, this is, I'm not sure if this is a real quote. So, um, success is not final. Failure is not final. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. This quote reminds us that success and failure are both temporary, and what really matters is our <laughs> persistence and determination to keep going, to learn from our mistakes, and to come back stronger. The journey of champions is not a straight line. It's full of ups and downs, but the key is the key is to keep pushing forward and never give up on your dreams. There you go. That's would you scary. like to know the uh, the prompt for that? <laughs> I would. Yeah. Give me a motivational quote for a team that followed up a championship season by finishing last in the league. Hey, I mean, that really does fit. <laughs> It was pretty good. Not not final, but hopefully our failure won't be either. I think Um, that's like what Lamona says like every time. (laughs) Yeah, I. uh, It's really weird. Yeah, never, never too high, never too low. It's kind of another way of saying that. Yeah, kind of reminds me. My dad would always say, not always, but I do remember him saying a a time or two. He said it at least twice. He said it at least twice. So that's always um, that when people would say failure is not an option, my dad would be like, "Uh, "Yeah, it is." You can you could absolutely fail at what you're about to do. So, um, yeah, it's a good I, quote. I, I'm gonna screenshot that one and print it yeah, out. Yeah, that's definitely gonna go on my bulletin board. 
don't have a bulletin board. Do you, um, have a, you have a dry erase board, though. I do. Write all of that on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there we go. First Friday morning motivation of the year. Hopefully, you're feeling inspired on your way to work. So now, here we you go. Thank you, AI, you got, for that one. You got to have my beautiful reading. On that right, one. there you go. That's that's new this season. Yeah. So, all right. So first thing that we have going on is we have a chance to go worst to first, just like we did in 2015 to 2016. Um, it's it's not a fun situation, but Mississippi State baseball seems to be like a feast or famine kind of thing. Like we we're either hosting a regional or uh, and making it to Omaha or finishing last and not even making it to the SEC tournament. So. Um, it's it's one of the two extremes for Mississippi State, especially the in the Golden last... State Warriors, right? Or look, the LeBron Lakers, maybe. Oh yeah, um, that's a thing. Yeah. So once again, this year, uh, we it just came out today, I believe, that the SEC coaches have uh, voted us at least last in the SEC West. I think we were the thirteenth or fourteenth in the entire SEC in the projections. Um, it shocked me at first, but then I was thinking, like, all I've heard in the offseason is that Alabama is kind of primed for their best season in, in many, many years, have really good pitching, and, you know, things have just kind of lined up for them. So, like, they're going to contend in the West. Um, and it it's not a disrespectful thing to say, like, they're, they're not saying that we don't have the talent necessarily. Every school in the SEC has the talent outside of probably – Missouri and Kentucky, I would say that everybody in those top 12 is like pretty even with LSU being like a major outlier. Um, and Tennessee not, right now. And Tennessee, yeah. It's not saying that we're not a talented team. It's just saying like we have a lot of unproven talent. You yeah. know? Um, we're going to get into some stats from D1 baseball in a little bit, so I'm not going to go into those yet. But like we have, we have really good freshmen, really good transfers who have been good at other levels of baseball. But like – SEC baseball is just different, and they're going to have to prove themselves on this level. And we got guys that were on the team last year who've got to do the same thing. So we have veterans on the team. We have new talent on the team. And it's just, I mean, just because we're projected 14th doesn't mean that that's where we're going to end, obviously. It's a projection. And we could finish first, and nobody would be surprised. Yeah. So. And, and the weird thing with the SEC West right now is, geez, everyone is good. Like, right. Auburn coming off of last year, I know they don't have any pitching this year, but, I mean, you can't look at what they did last year and rank them below us. Right. Um, Alabama has known commodities at pitcher coming back. You can't rank them below us. Um, Texas SEC A&M West, I mean, I, went to I'm Omaha. Not... LSU is the best team in the nation. Yeah, SEC West, I, I would have definitely been way more shocked to see us projected at first than seventh. Um, I mean, we're I, I around sixth or fifth, like it's sixth yeah, or fifth. Yeah, I could I could have seen us going anywhere from fourth to seventh, and there's just too many teams that I, I I couldn't personally put us above just from what I saw last year. I mean, we saw a team completely quit the last four weekends of the year, um, outside of a guy named R.J. Yeager. Uh, like we we were just a dead team, and that's t- team's last. Uh, um, that was the last time people saw us, and that's what we looked like. So no wonder the projections looked the way they did. If you're going to be offended by any projections, it should be football rankings that come out next year saying that Arkansas and Auburn SEC West. Arkansas and Auburn are going to be miles ahead of us there. Like Jack, I mean, when's the last time we finished last in the SEC West in football? 
Do you actually know the answer to that? No. Okay, because I, I know it's been a long time. I would, I would, I'm thinking about our worst years, and in our worst years, Ole Miss was worse than us, or at least Arkansas was worse yeah. than us. So it's it's really weird. And but, then they just keep on projecting us there. At least yeah. in didn't baseball, we finished, didn't we finished finished third last, in, last year. Didn't we finish third in the West last year? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know, something funny like it's a that. A little goofy. Yeah. So I have on here, I just asked the question, is it disrespect or the gap in talent? Obviously, we, we've talked about it being the gap in talent. But um, looking back at the 2015-2016, you know, worst in 2015 won the SEC outright in 2016. We were projected fourth uh, in that year, and that's just like knowing that we have talent coming back. Um, we had a transfer first baseman named Nate Lowe, who's turned out to be a pretty dang good uh, MLB player. We had Dakota Hudson and Austin Sexton heading up our starting rotation, and um, we were just a proven team. And also we had a little guy named Jake Mangum, uh, who came to Starkville for his first year as well. So um, there was some unproven talent on that team, but – they were projected fourth. This team is projected 14th. So um, there's a lot more to be proven. And um, like I said, if you if we fast forward to the end of the year and and we have won the SEC and we're going to be a top eight national seed, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to be sitting here with my jaw on the floor. Like that's that's the expectation for Mississippi State baseball. And last year has just kind of skewed that for, for us and for – coaches across the country um everybody's gotten better and we just have to we just have to accept that and realize like every weekend is, is going to be a battle this year yeah so I, I really like the the people that are mad about us being like last in the sec west other than alabama who are you like yeah we're definitely ahead of them like if, if yeah. you like had to put your money on it like there's right. like we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna get into something fun in the questions about college baseball in a little while where we're gonna rank sec west programs for the past few years and that's that's something that me and you did the other day just kind of playing around but it turned into like a really fun little conversation because there's a bunch of equivalencies that yeah and also like auburn has been insanely good but anytime i see them on our schedule I'm like, all right, that's a that's a pretty easy weekend for us, and we've it's been we've had success against them, but they found themselves in Omaha two of the last five years. Um, I mean, they're 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 a better program than LSU for the last five years. Well, let's and, just wait for that. Let's just you're spoiling our our part. Yeah, right, right. There we go. All right, so obviously, as we look back at last year, a lot went wrong, and. Uh, I'll, I'll say, like, most of it had to do with injuries, if I had to say. Like, whether you say it was injuries or not, like, an injury to Landon Sims is not just losing your, your best pitcher. You're losing, like, the heart and soul of your team. And, yeah, he was still there. He was still coaching first base. He was still in the dugout, whatever. But there's just a confidence that comes with having Landon Sims on the mound, whether he's coming out in the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, or he's coming out to shut down for the first six innings of a game, whatever. Like, there's just something about the confidence of a team. Even when we would lose a game last year when he was starting, like, he gave us a chance. Early on in the year against Long Beach State, he pitched an incredible seven innings. Um, and even watch up, that game again. Right. And even up in the game that he, he got hurt, and it was his last game of the season against Tulane, um, I mean, 
he was incredible in that game. And so losing him, losing Stone Simmons in that same weekend, uh, losing Brooks Auger late in the year. Um, I mean, we just, we were just Casey Hunt. I mean, for, for a little while in the middle of the season, there's just so much that happened in the pitching that just our, our hitting just could not keep up with what was happening in the S- in SEC play. We lost uh, just momentum along the way, started losing midweek games here and there. And, you know, there was still a path for us to make it with like two or three weeks left. And we just could not finish against teams like Missouri and Florida. And then obviously finish the season with Tennessee. And that was just no fun at all. So it was just a, I, w- I would say injuries and especially to the pitching staff that just killed us. And, you know, I, I don't blame Foxhall because you can't just, you can't prepare for things like that. Um, but man, last year was, <laughs> it was just no fun. It was no fun to watch. And it was definitely no fun to have a podcast to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not the best. <laughs> yeah. So what can you, what can we look for this year that could just get us back into the tournament first of all, but like possibly even to what Mississippi State expectations usually are with, Hosting national seeds. Uh, I mean, uh, besides the obvious, just like don't get injured. But like, I mean, I know it sounds dumb, but I mean, that really could have solved all our problems last year. Yeah, I mean, you have I, Landon Sims pitching every Friday night. That gets you an extra at least four SEC wins, mm-hmm. and we had nine. I mean, that gets you into the tournament. So it's man. Yeah, I I think. Uh, a, a lot of like the weird start of last year where we were playing these teams that we were supposed to beat and they were all games yeah um, you could say that that you know that that like builds your team like oh we're, we're playing we're, we're getting experience in these close games but for a team that didn't have their pitching staff really really figured out not being able to I think like throw guys against like good competition without like the threat of getting railroaded, right? Did not help. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, there's a reason that you play. I mean, for the most part, any SEC team is going to play three gimmies for the first three weekends of the year, and the a lot of SEC SEC teams might play those like round robin tournaments and neutral sites, which we always do. Like the the three weekend series that you play are usually against nobody teams, so that you can throw everybody in your bullpen and they don't have to have stress. It's just like a scrimmage, but the guys have never seen you before. Yeah, and I think it it was just weird. Landon was moving to a new spot. Um, Cade was becoming a starter. Um, Preston was making a move to also be a starter, and KC. Also, right? Yeah, he I was mean, in the uh, he was in the original weekend lineup, and and just rotation. all that stuff didn't get to get figured out. And I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it. But we just didn't have a good start, and then we go into Northern Kentucky. All three of those games were weird, and then uh, Southern Miss slaps you in the face in Pearl, and then you go to Tulane, and that that was yeah. just hell. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we dominate that first game because, I mean, Kellum finally finds his rhythm back and Landon's going, it, and that's when we kind of were like, all right, we've got this this season kind of figured out. Like, everything's going good. Obviously, in that same game, Landon's, Landon gets hurt. Um, and then I think we had, like, two back-to-back 
heartbreaking games against Tulane. Like yeah. both of them, they walked us off, um, and that just killed us. I think we played Princeton the next week. Uh, we played and... uh, midweek uh, Texas Tech. Okay, won the first okay. one, lost the second one. Yeah, and played Princeton, and, and they hadn't won did, a game since dominate. 2019. Yeah, and we we struggled with two of those games. I mean, it was just a <sighs> and then not you're in that, slate that was supposed to be <laughs> that was supposed to be you know us setting up our pitching had turned into just a nightmare, and all of a sudden we're in SEC play. So I do think you're right. Like going into it with a, I mean, we have three. I'm not, I, I hesitate to say proven starters because they haven't done it at this level yet, but, I mean, we have three guys who have been consistent Friday night starters uh, at different levels of college baseball, but they've done it before. So we have that a little bit figured out, and we're not having to, to scramble in our bullpen to try to find guys who can who can start for us. Um, uh, yeah. Grissonette started six games last year. If he starts more than – Zero this year. We, he has started too many. Well, I'll, I'll, give one. Him a, I'll give him a midweek. Four was he four and one last yeah. year? <laughs> Talk about misleading stats. I don't know who Blood was pitching against, but <laughs> seven wild pitches. Yeah. Um, the next point on here, we've already answered talking about how important the first four weekends of the year are. Um, I mean. It's confidence for your hitters. Guys like uh, Colton Ledbetter and Amani Larry, uh, Connor Husack. I mean, guys like that. That I mean, and Dakota Jordan. I mean, talk, I was talking about transfers, but freshmen as well. I mean, they're hitting college pitching at a, at a level. I mean, I guess it's not SEC pitching right now. Everything's I mean, kind of leveled off. Like right. it's, it's not like other than other than stupid LSU and Tennessee. It's like. <laughs> It's not like the 2021 season where everyone had three really good pitchers, three right. really good starters, because everyone yeah. did. That that's that's just not how it is now that we're out of that. All the all the eligibility is almost gone. Teams are back to normal, and transfer portal has done its work. So like, there's there's good talent spread all across the country. So yeah. it's not like you're you're going against like a trash can. Yeah, like every you're right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think uh, as we talked about for pitching, getting our rotation set up and and finding out who the who the main guys, middle relief and late relief are going to be for us in the bullpen. Um, but also, I mean, for for hitters, just getting confidence because the first four weekends of the year were a disaster for Kellum last year. I mean, I think he started the season zero for twenty seven, finally pulled it together and ended up getting that the average back up to like. 250 something by the end of the year which is remarkable when you think about it you know after starting out such a bad streak um yeah i mean just getting confidence for for the transfers and for the freshmen especially uh but also for for the veteran guys i mean just starting strong could carry over to the season probably way more than we even know um i mean i'm I'm not gonna sit here and act like i've played baseball in the last decade but i mean i'm I'm just thinking if you start strong, it, it's just it could carry over. So, um, moving on to some some things that we're definitely going to see this season. So, I, as we move forward into SEC play, we're going to play Ole Miss uh, in April for Super Bulldog Weekend. Um, really, for the first time in in a couple of years, we have a legitimate shot at beating our on campus on campus attendance record um, because 
Super Bowl all weekend's fallen on a perfect weekend. It's not Easter weekend like it has been. Um, it's against Ole Miss, so you're going to get Ole Miss and State fans there. And then on the Saturday game, we're having a Brett Eldridge concert on the field afterwards. So hopefully we win. <laughs> hopefully we win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a on-campus attendance record of fifteen thousand five hundred eighty-six in twenty fourteen against Ole Miss. Um, is there a shot that, that gets broken this What's year? What's the closest the new dude has come? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I would think we were it probably was probably at it. <laughs> I was thinking it, we, we had to have been there. I, I'm thinking it was probably the Stanford Super Regional. No, uh, but was, no, the no, it was the Notre, Notre Dame. Dame one beat the Super Regional record. Yeah, I think it was Notre Dame game that first game, right? I think it was game two. I think we might have broken it both days actually, because I remember the the stat coming on the screen in that sunny game that we went to the hottest um, game of all time. But yeah, I think I think that was just a record for a super regional, maybe. No, it was on campus baseball game that that we were like close on. Yeah. It was on campus tournament. I don't remember seeing anything over fifteen thousand. No, no, I yeah. think it was like fourteen eight something or something. Okay, well, in that case, I mean, if that was a super regional game, we were playing Notre Dame. I have to believe that Super Bulldog weekend, perfect setup. If the weather's good. And this concert is happening. People are going to want to go to that. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a legitimate shot. I mean, there has to be. Yeah. Um, the 2021 I mean, with... uh, Notre Dame Super Regional, we got 14,385. That's crazy. I I don't I, I do remember looking at that game, and we were standing at that game. Or I was, at least. You were, I think you had found I was the standing. spot. But... No, I was standing at that one. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was that was crazy. But I, I, they don't limit general admission. So I mean, it just depends on you know a thousand I, more I think people. They upped uh, general admission prices, which they probably needed to do. Yeah, ten dollars was kind of a steal. Um, yeah, as long as they don't keep it the same price for an SEC or Super Regional weekend as they do like a midweek, like a midweek should be five dollars midweek is free because i just walk in but (laughs) (laughs) right there you go um but yeah i i I think if everything works well uh weather wise i think 15586 has a definite shot of getting broken i think we've seen in football the past few years the numbers were kind of cooked last year in baseball like um lsu at mississippi state the game that we went to was 14,228 Jeez. I didn't think it was that many people. Yeah, we were we were crowded. we were able to get tickets behind home plate <laughs> for like sixty bucks. <laughs> that was pretty fun. For both. <sighs> Man. Um Yeah, I'd I'd have to believe that, that has a shot to get broken easily. Um Alright. Next is a less fun question, but uh a question I guess we do need to to address, but um, is there a hot seat for Limonis, Foxhall, or Gotro? Not necessarily now, but could you see at the end of this season there being a hot seat for one of those? I think Gotro finally got his guys in. Um, yeah, the, we're, I mean, we're a different hitting team than than what he came here with, um, like like little singles and everything, and your favorite kind of baseball. 
I love that, it. That's not it anymore. Um, you look at our power lefties that we have right now, and it's just nuts. Yeah. So so I think Gotro's good. Um, the did we break our home run record last year? Um, I think we did, and we we didn't even play postseason baseball. Yeah, like, that was nuts. Um, yeah, Foxhall, I, I, that's a Foxhall's a weird one because he's pretty good when he's not working with absolute head case pitchers. Mm-hmm. But like, there's there's no way to develop Eric Sarantola into a like he we we tried we tried it over and over and it just it didn't work. Um, I, I if someone I, can if someone can do it, they they have like a Hall of Famer, I guess. You you but. will win a. You'll win a World Series with that man. Isn't he on the Royals? Yeah, never mind. They ain't winning a World Series. He's going to get traded. You will go 500. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you're right. Gotro, I mean, the the hitting was not the problem at all last year. And the pitching problems that did exist were not really Foxhall's issue. I mean, I, I don't think it's his fault that... Landon Stone and Brooks all needed Tommy John surgery. That's just completely unfortunate. I mean, I I can't imagine that he was uh, prepping and conditioning pitchers any different last year than he had been the years prior. Um, and all this to be said, I think a national championship does buy you time. Um, so Lamonas, Foxall, and Gotro, or in Cheeseboro, I guess, now that, you know, there's a third paid assistant. What if um, they just fire Cheese? <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not going to be our third paid assistant. No way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think that the, the, the leash got pretty long when they won a World Series, or won the National Championship, whatever. Um, and I, I can't imagine there being a hot seat at the end of this year, even if, if we if we finish last in the SEC, yeah, I'll I'll give them a hot seat. All three of them, really. Um, but I, I just I think that'd be the only instance where that would be the case. Yeah. And not I shouldn't say all three of them because like I said, Gotro has got his guys. We're cranking home runs and supposedly turning Kellum and Hunter Hines into more all around hitters. Which if that's the case, this could get silly yeah um but yeah i I, i'm not going to throw around the term hot seat unless we unless we have another season that looks just like last year i mean we did fire ed orgeron like two weeks after he won national championships yeah football's different yeah and he's a bad coach (laughs) let's be honest um joe moorhead's winning a national championship with joe burrow jamar chase and Joe Burrow may win two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next question is is fun. We've we've done this already. Um, Projected starting rotation and a starting lineup. So you you did this. You you uh, sent it to me. So I'm gonna let you walk us through it. Okay. So I have. um, Let let me pull up the. I'm I'm not. I'm not too sure on first names and everything. I just have this by last names. Okay. That's fun. Um, Leading off, I have Amani Larry. Um, so that's second base. Um, and then Colton Ledbetter um, at left field. Hunter Hines, first base. Get him a position. Uh, Slade Alford at third base. Dakota Jordan at center field. Kellum Clark at right field. Um, 
I can't remember. Aaron Downs. Aaron Downs. Uh, I, I was about to say Jeter Downs, but I think he's in like the Red Sox organization. <laughs> Aaron Downs, uh, DH. Luke Hancock, uh, the captain, a catcher. Uh, and then Lane Forsyth, shortstop. So like that's, that's, that's what I kind of have right now. Uh, I may have saw that online and thought, wait, that looks really good. Yeah. And then changed like one thing. But that's how baseball. And yep. then starting lineup of Cade Smith, Landon Gartman, and Tyler Davis. Yeah. Landon Gartman, Friday night starter from Memphis last year. And Tyler Davis, Friday night starter from VCU. Um, I, I know Landon Gartman, we pitched against, or we hit against him last year against Memphis. And then Tyler Davis pitched in the um, Starkville Regional two years ago, but he was the closer at that point. So I've so have I seen all three of these guys? Um, I don't know. If Tyler Davis pitched against us, but he did pitch in that regional. I, I was which you went I to was, every. Game. I was the guy chilling with all the camels. Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> Take me yeah. back to then. So yeah, I'm pretty sure you have seen all all of them. I've seen a weird amount of these transfers play. <laughs> it's just because Lamona sees somebody do something good, and he's like, I will have you next year. So. Yeah. Um, so that's our starting starting lineup and starting rotation. Um, from scrimmages and from what I've seen on Twitter, all that lines up as to exactly what, what should happen, what could happen. Um, I have seen stuff with Ledbetter possibly being in center field, and Dakota being in uh, in left, but everything else, I mean, seems to be legit. I'm sure we could have some revolving door at, at DH if Aaron Downs isn't didn't doing the job. But um, and we also did talk about like the revolving door positions that we could possibly see with um, Dakota. It's going to be left field. That that's left field center field because if center field changes, Ledbetter moves over to center field, right? And we right. bring in. Uh, Husack. Husack. Yeah. yeah, that that lineup doesn't even have one of our best transfers on it. Connor Husack from, um, where was he? Dude, I cannot remember. There's so many. I think I think he was VCU. VCU as well. As well. Yeah. Dang, I've, I've watched all of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then second base is also one. Um, so, yeah, we, we can talk about some other transfers here in a little while. Oh, um, do we want to talk about uh, the the other pitchers? Yes, go ahead. Do that. Okay, um, so um, let's get the boring ones out of the way. Um, <laughs> uh, first, um, our closer is going to be uh, Aaron Nixon. Uh, that's that's pretty much pretty much going to happen. The only th- the only person that could possibly contest him for that is Nate Dom, mm-hmm. who throws like ninety eight. But I think he could be like a setup, kind of like Colby White. I think he may guy. be too good to be our closer. Yeah, <laughs> if we're going to need I mean, pitchers. Yeah, pitch I mean, he, he could be 6th, 7th, 8th inning kind of guy. Yeah. Um, um, which I would love that. But, yeah, so Aaron Nixon, just just because simply he's done it before at a high level. I mean, did it for Texas and did it really, really well in 2021 and then fell off last year. Uh, I don't know if it was yips or whatever it was, but hopefully we can get 2021 version of Aaron Nixon back. Yeah. Um, and then um... – so many new names it is insane um bradley lofton uh, a freshman coming in uh, he's supposed to be a good left-handed pitcher uh, he'll probably you know 
be our left-handed guy out of the bullpen. And then that, oh, let me talk on the other two, Casey Hunt and Parker. And then the fun one, a both-handed pitcher. You want to say his name? Uh, You've been trying gonna, this one for a while. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to say it. So we got both-handed pitcher Gerangelo Sanchez. I love you. In absolute <laughs> all-name team in college baseball. That just sounds so cool. It it might just be because he's from Curacao, but I'm super 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 excited. First of all, to have a guy from Curacao on our team. Um, but also the fact that he pitches with both hands, 91 from the left side, 96 from the right side. Guess what? which one's his dominant arm. <laughs> it's not the one that throws 99. Because <laughs> that I, makes sense. I'm so excited. And um, so we don't really know what his role is going to be. Lamonis actually mentioned him for a possible starting rotation role, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's just awesome to me that he we, we might get to see him in a starting role um <laughs> i i see from the beginning that we're probably going to have him as a, a probably a midweek starter i don't yeah. and I then think, that i might, think it'll just be to go get him innings yeah and that that might transition into middle relief and then who knows i mean if something does happen and and we need a starting pitcher uh it sounds like he has the capability to do that um yeah, also after, intriguing after opening uh week we do have uh two midweeks so okay. he'll yeah. definitely start one of those. Yeah. And uh I'm I'm also intrigued. Like it, it seems like he's mainly there to be a pitcher, but in some of the fall scrimmages against Alabama, uh, I do remember him playing in the outfield and hitting. Um switch hitter also, because why not? And um yeah, I'm just I mean, he's gotta be the most intriguing player in college baseball outside of maybe Tommy White, just because he hits bombs. Um Will we be like USM and have a flat a Curacao flag, like what they have the is they like the Argentina flag. Yeah, yeah. Surely um, there will be one. If there's not, and me and you go to a game, why don't we just bring one? Do you have one? No. Do you want? But one? I could get one. <laughs> I could get one in an RV. <laughs> um, I, I want to wait to see if he's like good. If if he has like a day, like Sunday is his day, and there's not someone that has like a talk about flag. an easy way to get a picture with a pitcher, right, or a player. Surely he'd have to come come up to us. Yeah, just um, us in the. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know you did mention uh, Casey Casey Hunt and uh, Parker Stinnett, and those I, I I think you put them in the category of <laughs> praying for them to finally figure it out. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Correct. Casey Hunt show, showed way more flashes, I think, than um, than Parker did. Mm-hmm. Although Parker, as we know, was four and one as a starter last year. Um, I don't want the, either of them to crack the starting rotation this year. I okay. want both of them to have the mentality of a starter. Like I can go and get as many innings as as you need. I want them to both have that. I want every pitcher to have that mentality, except for a closer who just. As as we say in the business, has a Landon Sims fu fastball kind of thing. Um, I I want Casey Hunt and Parker Stinnett to be two of the best pitchers on our team. I I want that. They're they're veterans. I I feel like they're leaders. I mean, they're both captains on this team. Um, they're both in the captains committee. They're not captains. <laughs> idiot. Um, I want them to be good. But I, I I think they need to find their place in the in the in the team, and I don't think that's as a starter. Um, 
like I said, both of them had flashes. Casey Hunt more than more than not. I mean, he he actually had some close some like roles as the closer at some point last year. Yeah. Um. I mean, so if he can just find that early in the year and stick to it, I, I think it could be fun. Um, same with Parker, but I just have less faith in Parker, just because I haven't seen any consistency. If they're both healthy, I I, I would love for them to be a big part of this part of this team, part of this bullpen. Yeah. Um, one uh, person I forgot to talk about is Pico. Uh, oh yeah, uh, arguably one of the best arms. Yeah, in our yeah. Team. What was the what was the thing you said last year? I don't know. What Pico, he's he's the guy. Pico, he's the guy, yo. Yeah, <sighs> I don't want him to be a starter either, but he would be one of the, like the first ones, like, and from the bullpen, I think to transition to a starter, just because I. It would I'm be like sure early twenty twenty one Houston. Right. Yeah. Like me and me and you would be early on it, but uh, right. I mean, I I like Pico a lot, and um, I think the the jump from freshman to sophomore year is, is going to be big for him. So, um, yeah. Now I guess it's time to to jump into a few different. Uh, oh wait, we're gonna look at the the SEC schedule for this year. So do you have a? Or you can pull it up. Yeah, I got pulled up. Okay. All right. Okay, so we start with at Kentucky. Um, I have no clue what Kentucky looks like this year. I'm not going to act like I do. Do you have any chance? Uh, I know they're projected as one of the bottom teams in the SEC, but you know what? So are we. Cool, winnable. Um, that Yeah, I, I think winnable for sure. And, and then it heats up. Um, we get Vanderbilt <laughs> at home. Woohoo! Hooray. But they're not as scary as they used to be. Right. Like when they had like an MLB rotation. Um, Jeez. So so Vanderbilt at home. Uh, when's the last time that happened? I don't. Um. Is it like every it, year? It, no. <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, it's 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 been at least three or four years. I think. That's weird. Um, yeah. And then we have South Carolina coming to town. Yeah. I mean, I. I always think of South Carolina as just a great baseball school because they won the back-to-back national championships. But, like, realistically, it's a winnable series. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. so like right now, we're, like, two winnable series and then Vanderbilt, which, if, if this team isn't fantastic, probably isn't, you yeah. know, the, the easiest to win. And then we get Alabama uh, at away, so at Alabama. Um, I guess we'll see what their pitching is all about. Yeah. Yeah, this this is not us just going through predicting wins and losses just because this team could easily like Mississippi State could it's, be the it worst. It could team be way different by yeah. by March. Like yeah, well, we're, obviously we're going to go week by week and predict what the series are going to look like. But right now it's just like seeing how it's going to seeing how it could lay out, seeing the trends of the season. Right, and it seems like a pretty favorable beginning to the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, like you going, can stack up some wins. Yeah, like 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 we're we're pretty good. And then probably the biggest weekend of the year, um, Super Bulldog weekend. Um, Ole Miss mm-hmm. comes into town. How many years has it been since they won a series? Uh, I think uh, 2015, which is ridiculous. I hope I live to see that one be able to drive. <laughs> so I need to live like five more years. Yeah. <laughs> I just want it to get to a point where it's been a decade since they've won a um a series. A series against us, yeah. National championships will be even, by the way, but 
So they won't have anything to hang over our heads. Um, and then um, uh, we, we get our regular scheduled program of going to Auburn and winning. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I mean, this truly is just like a super favorable beginning of the It schedule. feels okay because we have the history with uh, Auburn. We have the history with Ole Miss. South Carolina, they're weird. Kentucky, I, I really like, don't care. Like, like I, I don't know why I have this just fear in my stomach of Vanderbilt. We 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 took their second most talented team uh, in the in recent years and destroyed them in the championship series. Um, and they're not and they're not as, as good, good anymore. But we're not. We're good. not either. But I by any stretch. So like first six weekends of the year, I mean. I, I see competitive series the whole way. And then... Yeah, yeah, you're ready gets... for the back half? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, at Knoxville... This is, this, is what, this is what gets called the gauntlet, if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah, yeah, at Knoxville. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then we get Arkansas at home. And, and then, then we go at LSU... So so right now we've we've played only one out, out of out of this last four stretch only one of these teams went to Omaha last year, and mm-hmm. and like two of the best teams in the nation are on that list. Um, and then then we play another team that went to Omaha, Texas A and M in Starkville to close out the season. Right. <sighs> I I just want to go through and just list the teams we're playing at home this year. So we got Vanderbilt, South Carolina. Ole Miss, Arkansas, and A and M. I mean, that is a that's a fun home stretch, like home uh, set of teams. I, I really do like that. Uh, going to LSU and going to um, Tennessee are obviously the the two outliers for like really difficult. Um, At least if we're series. gonna get swept, it's on the road. Right. I mean, I I think the the two most talented teams in the SEC playing there. I mean. Obviously, it's going to be difficult, but yeah, for for seeding purposes, those aren't going to hurt you too much. There's you also a chance that we lose nine straight games. Yeah, there's definitely, but I mean, steal one against Tennessee or LSU, and I mean, going two and four or even one and five in that stretch is like not not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it it, it really sucks. Ugh. I mean, um, it's the SEC, and as we talked about at the beginning of the show, like it's balanced now. Where like, I mean, anything can just about beat any team, and so like, there's not going to be any gimme weeks. I mean, the the, I think our gimme week would be week one, um, and they, heck, it may be Auburn. A, did they did Kentucky win a series against Tennessee last year? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they did. Remember 2021 um, Georgia just bombing all over Vanderbilt? <laughs> and Mizzou beating us? Like That was bizarre. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so that's the layout of our schedule, as we said. As we go throughout the season, we're going to uh, touch each uh, series as, as the weekend comes up. But, uh, yeah, just wanted to lay out what our season was going to look like. Um, and now we're going to look at some D1 baseball stats before we get into college baseball as a whole. So uh, this year we have the number two freshman class in America and the number four uh, transfer class. So a lot of new talent uh, coming to, to kind of reload what we lost last year to the draft and just what we haven't, what we lacked last year truly with uh, the departure of 
Tanner Allen, Rowdy Jordan, um, and uh, I guess pitching as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of really good transfers as we've talked about. Uh, freshmen, we haven't touched on them too much, but Dakota Jordan is a, is a big name uh, that should crack the um, the uh, starting lineup from the beginning. Ross Heifel is a, is a really good catching prospect um, that if Luke Hancock can't really get it done at defensively, which I don't really see that happening. He was he was really good whenever he was in in 2021. Um, and he could catch Eric, remember? Yeah. So I was so right about them pl- platooning them together because Lotan would have, like, punched him. <laughs> Lotan would have would have called a meeting at the mound and just killed Eric. Waylaid him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, can you just throw strikes, please? Um, but yeah, I, I think the catcher position is somewhere we're definitely going to see. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily like a drop-off defensively because, I mean, I mean, it is a drop-off defensively, but it's not like going from good to bad. It's going from like elite to to good. Yeah. Um. I mean, and it's not the catching necessarily. It's it's runners caught stealing and swag. Swag really is what it is. I mean, low hand catching bunts barehanded and throwing sidearm like around batters. It's just. It's something that is unbelievable to watch and something that we've probably t- taken for granted a little bit the last three years. But um, I'm really excited uh, about freshmen and transfer classes. Not necessarily excited about the catcher position, but you know what? If the catcher position is what we're what we're worried about the most, then I- I'll I'll take it. I'm yeah. I'm glad it's not pitching. Um, two crazy things: we're one of eight schools in the country to have our entire outfield rated. Uh, in the top 150 outfielders. So I know that that includes Kellum, uh, Colton Ledbetter, and I'm assuming Husack. Yeah, it would have to be. But I, I'm not entirely not sure. Not paying for I, D1 baseball. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not paying a subscription to see who our third outfielder is going to be. Um, we're also one of 10 schools in the country to have four starting pitchers rated in the top 200 starting pitchers. Um, so I know that's Cade Smith, Landon Gartman, Tyler Davis, and I'm still not paying a subscription to D1 Baseball. Could it be Luke? So, no. I, I, I'm not sure they put freshmen on here, but I mean, they no. definitely could have. I mean, they, just, um, they sure did talk about them a lot. Yeah. I mean, free content for them, but you have to pay for it. Um and uh, so, yeah, those, those are some stats from D1 Baseball. I don't really know their explanation on any of those. Um, They're growing the not... game by making us spend $20, $25 yeah, a same... month as SEC fans. <laughs> same people that uh, complain that nobody watches college baseball, by the way. Um, and Why don't they just yeah, sell what... a magazine like like how like, college football yeah. does? I would, I would pay for a college baseball magazine. Wait, is there one? I, I don't know. Um, while you look that up, I want to point out one thing that me and Hunter talked about just before we started today, and that's um, something that Cam James brought to the team that nobody really has in the past few years, and that's stolen bases. So uh, over the past two seasons, he stole 34 out of 39 bases that he attempted, um, and nobody else even touched those numbers. Not not uh, Tanner Allen stole 11 one season. But, I mean, you think about Braylon Skinner. He stole six. Um, Josh Hatcher, he stole six. Scotty DeBrule, he stole six. And then last year, um, 
we didn't have anybody steal more than five, I don't think. Um, so Cam James was like the main guy doing that. And that's how you turn a single into into a double. I mean, that's how you produce runs. Um, and if you're, if you're not hitting well, that's how you can produce on the base path. So um, just looking at guys who have transferred in. So uh, Amani Larry had 16 last year at, at New Orleans. Um, Colton Ledbetter had 14 at Samford, and Connor Husack had 17 at uh, VCU. Um, a couple other guys that I think could possibly get it done and, and have double-digit stolen bases, Aaron Downs. He just looks like he could run. Um, Dakota Jordan, he had 11 in high school uh, for, for Jackson Academy. I'm not really sure what that says, but, um, you know, maybe he could get some stolen bases. And then Kellum Clark, last year he had two stolen bases. And I think if uh, if he becomes a more all-around hitter and, and instead of, you know, home runs and doubles only, if he starts hitting some singles, you know, he can have bases to steal. And if he can turn two stolen bases into six, seven, eight stolen bases, I mean, that's, that's production right there that can turn into runs pretty quickly. Um, so I, Cameron James, I mean, he's really good defensively once he made the move to third base. Uh, he, he even moved around to the outfield a little bit when he needed to. Uh, his defense was good. His his offense was 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 good. I mean, he hit around 300 his two seasons here, uh, two full seasons. Uh, but his stolen bases, I think, are going to be what we miss the most. And so hopefully we can get some guys to, to cover that for him. Yeah. Um, I, I, did, I did find a, uh, a complete baseball almanac, which apparently covers college baseball. That's got to be terrible. Uh, it's made by Baseball America. Oh, never mind. Uh, it's a comprehensive, I, I really like... comprehensive review of the 2022 season of the MLB. Um, and then, oh wait, that's just a review. No. I think I prefer the 2021 season. I should buy that. I think the Braves and Mississippi State made me a lot happier in 2021. Yeah, I, I want a magazine. Uh yeah, yeah, I want a magazine. <laughs> That's All my right. take. <laughs> so we're done talking about solely Mississippi State baseball now. Um, just some fun conversations here as we kind of wind down the episode. Now that State and Ole Miss both have their championships, and like, just for the sake of this conversation, assume that neither of them win a championship this year, um, which is a pretty safe assumption, I think. What school is due now for a championship? It's got to be Arkansas, right? I I think Arkansas or Florida State have to be the answer. I mean, like in terms of who's been like at the forefront and has just been knocking on the door. Like recently, it's Arkansas. Historically, it's Florida State. Um, in terms of like droughts, LSU, I guess, is knocking on the door. Um, okay, I'm interjecting my first fun question here. Um, okay. What happens first? Florida State wins the national championship. Or East Carolina makes Omaha. Gosh, I want. I want East Carolina. I, I think that has. To I want East first. Carolina to win the Natty first <laughs> before Florida State. <laughs> Just one and done. Yeah. Uh, okay. So w- next question here. Uh, could college game day? Could a college game day type show work for college baseball? Yeah. I think it would be the only issue is, is it would just be much regional. Yeah, I mean the southeast, 
up to like Virginia and as I know, west they could do as, some stuff with them with the small teams like they really could i mean it it would not be as big crowds um but i mean i i think it could be awesome and and if you started it out as like an sec nation type thing and then grew it from there um i think i think it could be really good cuz there's um, a bunch of cool like personalities and like every team has like a cool guy that could come back yeah like yeah. i mean the the blueprint is to start it at like state Ole Miss, arkansas lsu, LSU and then just kind of go out Dude, from there cuz I mean, southern miss would be sick cuz if you had a week of like interviewing like personalities in the left field lounge and like people who own rigs and stuff and Dude, like, doing doing like a game day from left field yeah, lounge. i mean that would be crazy it it would be a really cool idea like you said it it would be regional especially starting out um but i mean that could get teams that don't take baseball as seriously to to get it more to take it more seriously i mean it would get more students at games at i mean not at mississippi state but doesn't basketball have a game day yeah they do i've never Um, watched that in my life sorry basketball i haven't either but uh i i think it could be fun and that that's just been talked about in the last week um but the, the thing is i mean and it's not a problem that we don't run into in football either but it's like what game would you choose on like a like we talked about the weekend that state and Ole Miss are playing in Starkville this year you've got um what was it Tennessee at Arkansas and um like literally like the Arkansas. first or second best atmosphere in college baseball <laughs> like. yeah and then you've got uh I mean I know it's it's not a iron bowl type thing or anything but I mean Auburn and Alabama are playing. They could be both be really good at the time, and I mean, like it's just you'd be you'd be missing out on some crazy atmospheres by just going to another atmosphere. So, um, and would it be like a Saturday morning thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure. You wouldn't do it on Friday, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, it's 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 a fun hypothetical because I mean, it's it's a completely different sport where like instead of playing one game, you play three games. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a fun hypothetical that should start. For the SEC, I think pretty soon. Um, all right, next up is the question we've we've teased already, but rank the SEC West programs on success in the past five years. Um, I know we've talked about them kind of stepping it up this year, but Alabama is clearly seventh in that, um, and that's where the fun begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. So I don't. I'm just thinking about this in my head. I don't have it written down anywhere. Uh, I guess now we go up to one, and in the past five years, it would be us at number one, three trips to Omaha, one national championship. Ole Miss with one trip to Omaha and one national championship. Arkansas, three trips, no, no, no championships. And they don't have a. Do they have a runner-up in that? No runner-up. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, a runner-up. Runner Oregon up. State. Um. Uh. So that's. So who are we missing now? Auburn. Auburn, LSU, and. A and M. A and M. Yeah, A and M. I guess is sixth. Right? No? No. No, they're ahead of 
They're ahead of LSU. LSU hasn't been. And I guess I guess in this we're not even uh, like considering draft picks. I mean that's something I haven't I haven't considered. I'm just talking about like postseason success. Um, LSU hasn't been to Omaha since 2017. So I mean, if we're talking about the last five years, that doesn't count. A&M's been more recently, so LSU being sixth feels so dumb. But, but I that's guess kind of it. That's that's it. I mean, that's why we even brought this up. So Alabama seventh, LSU sixth, A&M fifth, Auburn fourth, with a shocking two trips to Omaha, um, early exits both times. But uh, then you go to Arkansas third. Ole Miss second, us first, um, and I mean you could you could make the argument. I mean, three trips to Omaha, but yes, one of those five years we finished last in the SEC. Ole Miss can make their could, case if they want to. Arkansas but, could also make one. That, like, yeah, I don't. They, I don't they, think Ole Miss has a strong like, of a, a strong of a case because the they've best. been they've been one time and we've been three. If it was one and two, like maybe the finishing last in the SEC could could be trumped, but. Um, yeah, but Arkansas has been three times, right? I think. I think they've been three times. And they've been really, really good. Yeah, and then they didn't make it one time, but should have. I mean, they were the number one overall seed, um, and they have a runner-up in there. And they won, uh, they won SEC regular season and postseason championship. Yeah, right. Which, who else has done that? Did Tennessee do that last year? Yeah, they did. And crazy enough, in the SEC coaches' polls, the projections, uh, Tennessee got zero projections to win the SEC outright. In the That's crazy. <laughs> LSU got like 13 of 14. Didn't Ole Miss get one? Yeah. Ole Miss ain't They're, doing all that. Ole Miss is not doing all that. And they got predicted overall to win, to be fourth in the SEC West. So this all makes sense. Like, people do realize Ole Miss wasn't good until, like, the last two weeks of the season, right? Like, yeah. they realize that. To verify this, or to, to, to solidify this, Arkansas went to Omaha 2018, 2019, and 2022. Um, 2020 season didn't happen, and 2021... They were the best team uh, in the nation. They were number one overall seed. So, that is the most dominant stretch. And the fact that they're third in the SEC West... I mean, it, it makes, I mean, I, I I do think Ole Miss deserves to be second because they have a national championship. It makes sense. But that is heartbreaking for Arkansas. And they, they're the next team up if, if I got to just pick handpick a team. Um, I want I want the hate triangle to, to be able to look over at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would be so much fun. Uh, I, I guess also the, the what school is due. Um, you could argue Southern Miss is. Um, I would don't want that to happen. Yeah, I've I wanted. It, I, I've enjoyed when, the state and Ole Miss alliance of pointing down and laughing. When it was my only option for Ole Miss to be put out, kept out of Omaha, I was a really big Southern Miss fan. For and then they like, like didn't get for a two hit. days. I don't think they got a hit. And also, <laughs> they didn't score a run the weekend. Also, that ball was clearly fouled. Oh, that was um, the most foul ball ever. We caught you on 4K. It was not in 4K. Um, we caught you red-handed. It was it was a foul ball. All right. Um, 
And then the last or last uh, college baseball question, what eight schools would be the dream scenario for Omaha in terms of crowd size? Do you have the screenshot before we talked about this or no? No, let's just talk okay. about it. Okay, uh, so, so State, definitely Ole Miss, Arkansas. State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, LSU. Yeah. yeah. Texas. I mean, LSU fans show up even when they're not there. So those four. Texas. Um, Texas. <coughs> Honorable mention, not UCLA or Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, Texas. I threw in um, East Carolina. East Carolina, yeah. I mean, that that could be one, just because... I think that all of their fans would show up. Yeah. Because they've been so close. <laughs> um, I, I hesitate to say Florida State, simply because they've probably been hurt so much, and... I, I just don't think they'd be showing up. They don't surely like regular Nebraska would show up. Well, <laughs> I, I did say that. Wait, Wichita um, State. I, <laughs> Wichita State may. I Oklahoma State's probably a a sleeper there, and Southern Miss also. Yeah. I I think they. I mean they hosted one super regional and are demanding their stadium be like added onto immediately, which they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have a great fan base, and I I think if they made it to Omaha, there'd be a lot of a lot of black and gold there. Um, so let's just go over that one more time. Uh, State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, LSU, Texas, Southern Miss. I'm gonna put them in the top eight. Yeah. Um. um Did you let ECU in? I'll let ECU in. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I'm probably gonna say Oklahoma State. Is that all right? Is, or do we need one more? But I mean. There weren't many Oklahoma fans there last year in the finals. I know it got drowned out by Powder Blue, and deservedly so, but... Also, the atmosphere was sick at that one. It <laughs> the, was crazy. The back-to-back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, the unbelievable. On the honeymoon, trying to not <laughs> think about Ole Miss baseball, but they were, they were doing things. Um... I don't know. The last one's just kind of weird. Uh, Nebraska would just kind of be a funny one, but uh, NC State. NC State. Let's just say that they deserve it. Virginia. Um, there was a good bit of Virginia fans. God forbid one of their players have a dad. Shut there. up! Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> we are not getting into that one. <laughs> we were literally winning the game. Okay. Um. Anyway. A uh, quick mention of Mississippi State basketball: sixteen and eight, four and seven in the SEC. They're on a four-game win streak. And what will it take for them to have a case in the tournament? Um, playing at Archie, um, have Kentucky at home, at Ole Miss, at Mizzou, hosting A and M in South Carolina, and then at Vanderbilt. Um, Go five and two challenge. I think you cannot lose more than two games, and they have to be the right two games. At Arkansas and at Missouri are really your only two options. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Kid. Vandy got that win on Tennessee. Yeah, I don't That's think the... you can lose to K- Kentucky, Ole Miss, A and M, or South. A and M, if they stay hot, you could afford a loss to them, even though but it is their out of conference is bad. So like they're like super weird. They're yeah. like third in the SEC, but they're like a bubble team. I mean, and we've already beaten Mizzou, but they do shoot a lot better at home. Um, they're a good team that was just 30 points off their average like when we when then we played them um so like i i don't think you can lose to Ole Miss 
or I know you can't lose to Ole Miss or South Carolina. Any of the other ones you could probably Which means we're going to go to five and two with losses to Ole Miss and South Carolina. <laughs> and then uh, if if you lose two, you probably need uh, a win in the tournament. Um, go six and one or seven and zero oh, randomly. Um, you're you're sitting pretty. So I think um, at, I think at nine and nine in the SEC, I don't even think we need a. I don't like. You don't think our out of conference is so good. Yeah, it really is. Like that one over TCU is massive. Needless to say, if we were, say, six and five with wins over Florida and Georgia right now, we would be in the tournament. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we will update you uh, a little bit like that on every episode that we have until we are not, them, no longer can't give them too much. Right. You have to watch those games. There's there's a reason they play the games. Um, all right, so now we're moving on to Instagram questions, our favorite segment, and we don't have too many, uh, which probably is good They're because not in we have season form. Yeah, <laughs> you fans are in mid-season form. Um, so Brooks Taylor, first question, always loyal. He says Omaha. Um, I would not be surprised. Um, it's Mississippi State baseball. We always are going to have the talent, and um, we just. Got to steer free of injuries, and uh, I, I, I would say right now I probably we probably aren't going to go to Omaha, um, but like I said, it wouldn't surprise me. And um, tell me we're not going to go to the Elite Eight of. <laughs> right now, we are projected as a two seed in Southern Misses Regional, so I'm just trying to avoid that. Um, with Notre Dame, with Notre Dame as a three seed, that's hilarious. Um, Notre Dame quietly been one of the best, one of the top five programs in baseball the last two seasons. They're Texas, so. but kind of better. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna say no to Omaha, but uh, I, I I think we're on the right track in the next few years, next three years to get back. Um, Casey Purvis asks, "Who are y'all most excited to see play this season? An old player and a new player." Sweet Lou. Um, <laughs> I'm more excited to see Lou than I've ever been about any player, and. I'm very excited to see if uh, Hunter Hines can can avoid a sophomore slump. Yeah, hit, hit 300 and like several home runs last he year. He wasn't on any All SEC teams. Nope, just Luke Hancock and Colton Ledbetter. Because dog, makes- there's got to be two catchers better than. Me. <laughs> Ole Miss might have two of two catchers that will be better. We may have one. <laughs> Like and, and, and Luke's good, Luke's good. Yeah, right. Luke's good. You're right. It's just last question geez. here is a question from Duncan Helms. Um, it says, "Who's your pick for team MVP?" Also, thoughts on our catcher situation. That's fitting. Um, team MVP. I'm gonna say one of three players: Colton Ledbetter, Kellum Clark, Hunter Hines. If I had to pick one, I would say Colton Ledbetter. Yeah, that's that's probably 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 a good pick. Um, probably led better to go go win like SEC Player of the Year. Maybe be good two straight for Samford. Be, be pretty cool. There Samford, you go. Samford runs the SEC. Would Samford would Samford claim them at the next level? <laughs> okay, okay. Alabama can claim Jalen Hurts. Yeah. What is that? 
I it look if Mercer wants to claim R.J. Yeager, please go for it. Okay, I I did think of an interesting situation. If Malik Heath um, gets drafted and pops off in the NFL, I mean he is like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson level. Imagine that happens. Are you claiming him as a Mississippi State fan? No, Colin gets to claim him. Okay, I think that's a that's a fun situation. I want Colin to claim him. I I, I just want a hive of Colin fans. They're I just like, think we it's had a unique situation because he transferred to a rival. Like, would Mississippi State fans claim him? I think. Are you going to? No, I would not. Okay, we'll see. And I think Ole Miss fans would never let us hear the end of that. I may but... make a Twitter account if he's good. That I'm just like, hail state and Malik, and we love you here, <laughs> and just see how many fights I can get in. Uh, yeah, keep like keep that. on the lookout for that. Um, that but hey, if Dylan Johnson, I know it's a different situation because Malik Heath went to a rival, but if Dylan Johnson goes to Washington and gets drafted, is the next Saquon Barkley somehow? Well, I love Dylan, um, so yes. Yeah, I'm claiming Dylan all day long. I don't give a crap what Washington fans say. Like, there's the Washington he's a, fans. He, he was a state fan for, or he was a state player for three years. He's fine. Um, yeah. So yeah, Jalen Hurts is al- absolutely an Alabama quarterback. Does Ohio State get to claim Joe? No. Did he graduate from there? Look. I would say Jalen Hurst threw like seventy touch, scored like seventy touchdowns for Alabama. Joe Burrow had three hundred passing yards. Dog, total. he was good against Maryland. Dog, shut up. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for our uh, episode, first episode of season seven of Going for Two with Jack Taylor. We are uh, mildly excited about baseball season. We're excited Cautiously to watch games. Excited. We're we are ready to be heard again. Um, we're ready to, to watch some games, and we're ready to get to Starkville and, and uh, be back in the dude. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping we can get there for Super Bulldog weekend, but we'll see what happens. Um, until next should time, I, I guess should I, we should. I, be there? I, think I, so. haven't tur- I haven't turned in my vacation calendar yet, so I can move I don't have to there. do that. But anytime, uh, wait, we start the season next weekend, right? Yeah. So we'll have a season or have an episode next week. So we'll see you guys next week as we preview a, a series against VMI, which would which should be awesome. Um, but yeah, until then, we love you guys and thanks for listening. See you next time on Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Jack, based on the on the sound, can you can you hear what drip um, I have on this baseball? Like what pitch am I throwing? Sounds like a four scene. You were right. Um, now what? Grip, you know? Now what? Two scene. Nope, slider. Dang. Uh, Luke Meyer. Um, you know what rhymes with Luke Minor? Luke, Luke, Luke Meyer? Uh, no. He's nuts. Got him.